Hello everybody, welcome into Ohio Stadium, the number one team in the country. The Buckeyes just won 73-14 to over Maryland to begin November and move to 9-0. This is Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May, that's Jeremy Birmingham, I am Austin Ward. Uh, fellas, that was something. I don't know what it was. Uh, Ryan Day was extremely aggressive from the start. It was almost as if he had some point to prove today. Not sure what exactly that might be, but Ohio State played without Chase Young and had no problems whatsoever. Uh, what are your first thoughts on that dominant win? Another one, the ninth in a row, not another blowout win. It was a beatdown, yeah. uh, for one of another term. Uh, what was it? Forty? Was it forty-nine nothing at the half or forty-two, 42 nothing? nothing? Forty-two nothing at the half. We saw uh, about as now nothing's ever perfect. About as well executed a flip onside kick as you've ever seen <laughs> and it was great because they had set it up on the previous kickoffs we had these three guys uh, flowing into the play two of them went and chris olave went right down the uh, sideline you're going to see that on my podcast i'm on i'm going to uh, break that one down for you on tuesday but uh, the bottom line is it was justin fields could have been sharper in the first half yeah, i mean he and overthrew yet, some balls nothing. he overthrew some balls but ironically there was one throw in this end zone here that he uh, had Chris Olave between two guys. And I thought he missed, but he missed in the absolute perfect spot. And right. to me, it was like a really encouraging thing to see, even though it was an incomplete pass. It was that sort of thing that really shows the development of where Justin Fields is today because he threw it right at this C over here, and it was exactly where it had to be. And if Olave would have had a chance to turn around one second earlier, he would have caught one second. That's all and, it would count because uh, it was very similar. Remember the touchdown he caught against Michigan last yeah. year, where uh, Haskins threw in the same kind of down on this yeah. side. But you're exactly right. But me, what was really encouraging uh, for the team was the way it did rally, circle the wagons, whatever cliche you want to use. Missing Chase Young, you had Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith yeah. leading the charge from the defensive standpoint. But the guy who set the tone. For the defensive line was by with no doubt Devon well, Hamilton. Second play of the game. Yeah. yeah, he had two sacks, but he was blowing it up every play. And I think you look at these games, and we talked about it all week. I mean, Maryland was never ever going to have a chance with their personnel to beat Ohio State, uh, and that starts from their head coach on down, as we alluded to earlier in the week. Um, but there could have been a potential distraction for these guys with with Chase Young out. You, you have the top uh, spot in the college football playoff rankings. You have the Heisman talk. You have. Ryan Day still being rumored just in the future for NFL jobs. I mean, sometimes that stuff catches up on you and you don't play sharp. I mean, Ohio State was up 42 to nothing at halftime. They scored 73 points. Yeah, the backups gave up a couple touchdowns late, but who cares? I think that this was a reminder that the way Ohio State is approaching every single game, the focus and the importance that they put on Saturday, I don't think there's anybody that can match it in the country right now. And you know, you can laugh and say that the, the they're in the easy part of the schedule, and they are. <laughs> they play Maryland and Rutgers right now. Those are walkthrough games, and they only need to play the starters for a half. But you can only take the starters out at halftime if you play your best for two quarters. Yeah, well, they played sort of a what should have been expected to be a little bit of a murderer's row, or at least a salter's row. <laughs> uh, you know, with Nebraska, Michigan State, uh, North, Northwestern. The, yeah was in the championship game a year ago, and then, of course, uh, Wisconsin. So they paid their dues earlier in the season. You're right, you got to play, you're required to play Rutgers in Maryland at least once every year because they're in the same division yeah. as you are, but you're exactly right. Uh, it just kind of, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure, but boy, you just keep thinking about that game next week. And I mean, if this was a mismatch, what is that? Yeah, that's going to be terrifying. Ohio State was six of six in scoring drives in the first half, all touchdowns. Eight of eight on third down in the first half. Uh, it, it's 
you should start to run out of adjectives to talk about how well prepared this team is. And I again, we joked about it on the sideline in the third quarter, but it's good or fourth quarter. Maybe there's there's things they can work on, right? So they got a handful of stupid penalties in the second half. The third string defense was suspect. Um, Maryland beat Rutgers by 41 points. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State was favored today by 43 and a half. Is next week going to be the largest I don't, line in Big, Big Ten history? How many points would I don't it think there will be a line next week. How many points would it take to get people to bet on Rutgers? Like That is the question because if Ohio State wants to win by – if they want to score 100 next week, I promise you that they could. I retweeted a photo of the guy who made a bet last night on, on Ohio State. Uh, you know, you can bet anything now. The first half was 27.5. They were fair to score it to be up 27.5. At halftime, according to the line, and he took that, and they were up 42. Now I go, there's one of the happiest yeah. men cash, in America today. Cash some cash, $20,000 check. That's pretty good. Great teams exactly, cover, right? Ohio That's State has been one of the best teams exactly, in the country. At oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're 8-1 now in that regard. But, uh, you know, past that, I mean, second half, they put the backups in there. Dewan Jones had some challenges, but kind of got his act together as it went along. Would cost him a touchdown, you know, with the one holding call. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was worried because my bold prediction was they were going to have their highest rushing a total of the season this far and with what about 25 minutes to go they only had 109 yards rushing and then boom they finished with 380 or 390 something i feel really good yeah but the point is they just kind of steamrolled them and then crushed them and it was interesting to watch and marcus they, crowley you hope he's okay yeah they did that with master teague and marcus crowley and you look at that he he did take one and demario hit. mccall yeah he got in there and got some uh late touchdowns so the crowley we saw him go into the medical tent uh, there in the fourth quarter uh, he walked out under his own power. He didn't need the cart. Uh, we'll obviously keep an eye on that because Berm, you know, you look at this guy, you've talked about him since his recruitment, that he was a little bit under the radar. I don't know, we spend too much time on a third string tailback, but this guy has a really bright future. He scored another touchdown in this game before that injury. Yeah, It's worth keeping an eye on him because, again, as the season winds down uh, and there's bigger games looming, you might need uh, a third option. You never know what's going to happen with, with Teague and Dobbins. You just never know. And, and what you're looking at is a, a team, and we've kind of talked all year about tomorrow McCall and how there hasn't really been a role for him. I thought it was interesting today that when uh, when Marcus Crowley got hurt, that it was not Steel Chambers who came into the tailback position. I think that is sort of indicative of, a red shirt. of where things are. And so you can pretty much chalk up a red shirt for him. You can chalk up a red shirt for Cade Stover. There's a few other guys that didn't see the field today that you can start to now piece those things together. Um, but that's what this week and next week is about. It's a, it's it's about preparing for the future. It's about the, these are you know bowl practices but in game form yeah. and uh, it's really an opportunity for Ohio State to get some some much needed work. Jameson Williams for example was in the game early he's going to factor yeah, like we've been talking about him I keep making those predictions about him it's going to happen one of these days you know but uh, yeah right on down the line it, this was it was key to get the to keep the starters fresh number two it was key for the defense to play well without Chase Young because as I've been talking all week and we talked about this uh, Football is not like basketball. You know, you can, you, we would prefer to have the best player in the country out there playing for you. <laughs> but the flip side of it is 11 guys. Yeah. And uh, Ohio State showed today against, you know. Did Maryland have positive, what, what did they have, 15 yards at half? It was, it was, they had two yards rushing I was already midway through. Yeah. They had two yards rushing, I think, <laughs> early in the, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then I, they kind of amped that up a little bit. I'm gonna. Against the backup I'm defense. gonna recommend we just don't talk about this game yeah. anymore. Yeah, but, so, bottom, yeah, but, but, here's here's what, but it was important for this defense to go out 
and against a team yeah. that scored 51 on them no. last year and ran all over and them. Those guys in that, in that post game were very adamant that yeah. that game from a year ago was in their craw. Of course it was. And uh, how could it not be? You know? I, I think Mike Lockley, being the in-game tactician that he is. Uh, Anthony McFarland only had three carries, and before he basically said, "You know what? We are done with you today. Yeah. Let's not." Now he's uh, been banged up too. Yeah. This, this sure. Beat, you know. I mean, I, I didn't really, I didn't know what they were doing. They started Josh Jackson. They took him out right away. They put in Big Rome, and then they brought Jackson back in in the fourth. Looking like, for the hot end, yeah, man. Our like World Series of Poker. You're, you're right. We've talked too much about too Maryland, much. But you, you mentioned Chase Young, so that's that's the dominant storyline moving forward for this, for this team. Uh, and as we continue on here on Rapid Reaction, brought to you at Byers Auto, we have to talk about it. Uh, on Saturday morning, ESPN cre- created a little bit of a stir by saying that Ohio State expected a four-game suspension, and this is a rarity for Ohio State and their uh, PR response team. They publicly refuted that in the press conference before Ryan Day came to the podium, so that is not their expectation whatsoever, which uh, lines up much more like uh, what Tim and I and Berm have all been uh, yeah. reporting over the last 36, 48 hours, that speculating about what the exact punishment is going to be is futile at this point. It's in the hands of the NCAA. You can even look at the manual and see that it might the maximum penalty could be four games, but even that is not accurate because it can be more or less. You don't know the details There's, of what they have found in their yeah. as they're looking so, at things. And the reason that they, they dispute the expectation there at four, uh, there's one reason for that, and there's optimism that he will be back sooner than that right uh, as that four game would be knocked down to one or two or maybe three you know we nobody can say for certain at this point tim yeah but well i was fighting that all op- morning the optimism by the people when they were sitting in that ad box yeah today was not that four was going to happen right and they, were, they bristled at that suggestion and yeah i'm not saying we're the most best connected uh guys in america so to speak but we have been pretty well tuned in on this situation from the start and I'm not patting ourselves on the back but I'll pat you on the back uh, but but the point is I was fighting that now, all in the pregame I was fighting that on pregame show because it was coming up you know what ESPN is reporting and I'm just going man from what I'm hearing there has been no decision there has been a decision there's been no recommendation made etc and everything is just premature because everybody's trying to you know be the first out the gate but you're right I mean this this could take all kinds of turns right now I think Ohio State seems behind the scenes cautiously optimistic about what they know what they're going to report and it could be fewer than four games or yeah. whatever you want to whatever the penalty is you want to look at but there nobody knows right now and i would say the same thing you know I, i'm not here to question any other reporters work uh, they can they have people they can talk to it's sort of like other teams having scholarships they're doing work too there's lots of other great journalists out there uh, all i can say is what the three of us in Letterman Row have been hearing, and, and that is feedback from Ohio State, from people around Chase Young, uh, from people connected to this case that think that it's going to be two. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I can't just say that ESPN yeah. or anyone else is wrong with four and that I'm 100% right with two. I'm including myself in that. I don't know. I'm not predicting that that is going to be the outcome. Yeah. I am telling you, uh, our, our audience right here, that that is what we've heard is most likely at this point, but by no means should you say, okay, it's it's definitely two, it's definitely four. We're dealing with the NCAA, which is a crapshoot. You're dealing with Ohio State compliance, which is a crapshoot at times. And very importantly is all these reports, all these details, everything that you hear, conflicting reports, this, that, there's so much semantics involved in this situation that it makes no sense to try to pinpoint something right now before there's an actual decision because it could literally go any, any possible way. Right. He'll, anyway. be, 
he is going to be back. I think that's safe to say, but we have no idea what the timeline will be. Uh, the punishment could be more severe. Maybe I shouldn't be so bold about Pass it. That's that, man. That's, to, that's to, been the optimism that's coming from here. Today was so valuable for Zach Harrison, yep. who, bought, by the way, among other things, learned you can't do that. Well, you, well, you can just turn the other way to do just it. Just turn yeah. around yeah. and do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm saying he learned. I asked him about it. You know, he laughed. Not his fault the quarterback yeah. didn't get off the ground. Exactly. If I looked like Zach Harrison, I would do that yeah. every play no matter and, what. Uh, and I thought that was, man, that flag was just uh, – are you kidding me? Aren't you watching? You're closer to it than I am, the, the official, but the, it was what it was. But but uh, have those guys get that kind of playing time and see guys step up. Tough Borland with a big-time sack. I was going to jump in uh, there. You, you, you're talking about Zach Harrison, the most impressive guy for me in that first half, someone who takes that criticism. We've been talking about it right. on the podcast a lot. Tough Borland with the sack, a couple big tackles. He had five by halftime. Right. I mean, that was a, that was a, a love letter to his haters. Uh, who don't understand why he continues to have the favor of the coaching staff and why he's on the field. So, and here's, the thing. Harrison, you can say, and here's the thing. You can say, well, that was against Maryland. Well, Maryland ran for over 300 yeah. yards on these guys Compare that year. to what he did last year. Burm, your pick for a guy who's surprised today. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because he is a freak, but he's often overshadowed by Okuda and, and Chase Young is Malik Harrison. Harrison. The guy just makes some unbelievably athletic plays. Yeah. and. And finds a way to do things at key moments. I mean, he knocked down one. Was, he had two of them where he could have had one-handed interceptions. But he weren't raced up on that play to engage the guy, kind of whiffed on him, yep. missed on him. The guy's wide open down the right. It would have been one yep. of Maryland's, you know, mail-at-home mail plays. Yep. And Malik Harrison got, what, about 15 feet off yeah. the ball? He, he, <laughs> his arm was like 12 so 13 good. feet off the he's ground. He's so good, and he doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves. But, um, you know, t- circling back to Borland, we were standing three feet from him pregame. And you know we're out. Don't here. use the language. We're, we're out here every game before the before the game, and so we get an opportunity to hear some things that the guys are saying. Uh, the guys I, are saying. And I asked Tough about it. You know, he just seemed a little bit more amped up and a little more uh, trying to to prod his teammates. And he said it wasn't anything unusual or that wasn't any different than the norm, but it was. Yeah. And uh, it, he was very adamant about making sure that. Maryland felt them today, and uh, yeah. you know I think what you see out of Ohio State is is uh, is a team that really gets it right now. And Larry Johnson, the way that he works his guys to be without ten stars worth of defensive end today, you have no idea what's going to happen with with Johnson Cooper the rest of the way. Tyreek Smith has been out in you know yeah. in and out of the yeah. lineup. Tyler Friday has been in and out of the lineup, and then you just see the next guy keep rolling yeah. on in, and it's. Uh, it's really, really impressive. Some secret sauce there for the Rushmen. Uh, a lot of it for Ohio State as a whole. 73-14 to 14 for the top-ranked team in the country. They moved to 9-0. and 0. Yeah, Burm. Uh, we did find out about the Rutgers game next week. Yeah, it'll start at 3.30. Uh, hide the women and children. Do not let them watch what's going to happen. I have it's a joke. Gonna be, oh, okay. So uh, this game will not be on BTN. It's going to be on HBO where they can show murders. Oh, I see. I'm not affiliated with this broadcast anymore, but I do like Burn. Well, this has been Rapid Reaction. Once again, I have lost control at, it's the, be end a of, at the end of the show. I, I wish I hadn't let him tell that joke. That is on me. Uh, I apologize for that. This is Burn. That's Tim May. I'm Austin Moore. We will see you uh, next Saturday from uh, Rutgers in what could be the ugliest game any of us have ever seen. We will see you there.